is K-12 Tech Talk. K-12 Tech Talk. The podcast by K-12 Techs for K-12 Techs. Real conversations, real arguments, and real banter on trending K-12 technology topics and issues. Live from the somethingcool.com studios, this is the K-12 Tech Talk podcast. I am Josh. With me, as always, is Chris. Good evening. <laughs> I'm trying to be more professional. And, Ma- and Mark. Good evening, sirs. <laughs> so we, we, you know, Jeremy, I... So little a little behind the curtain look here. We we've just spent the last hour recording this episode with our guest, our special guest, uh, Scott Elders. He was fantastic. Had us in stitches. Had us uh, frightened for our life. Um, but I will say the bourbon that Jeremy sent me for the green room tonight. I I've gone through entirely too much. So I am um, I'm a little giddy tonight at this point. Um, but but guys, let's. Let's tell the listeners what what they have to enjoy tonight. What are we what are we doing? So tonight we are interviewing Scott Elder, uh, the superintendent of Albuquerque Public Schools, about their ransomware attack in uh, about a year ago, a year and a half ago. And uh, Scott Scott is more than candid. Like he he uh, didn't pull he didn't hold back, didn't pull any punches. Uh, had some really funny comments. Uh, was a great interview, and and it's one of those things that the entire time he's speaking, I'm thinking, man, my superintendent, my my assistant superintendents, they should listen to this um, because this guy's been through it. He's in their role. They they should listen to this, and it, it kind of freaks me out because I'm I'm like on the trigger to send them an email saying, "Hey, here's the link to the podcast that I right. do." <laughs> so, yeah. Um, what do you What do you guys think? I mean, this was this is a fantastic interview. Hey, how 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 big is the school? Ninety thousand kids. Uh, I was think that right? Seventy three. Okay, yeah. so seventy. Yep. My bad. Seventy three thousand kids. <laughs> um, but but even with that, and it's it's at the end. But when he's talking about what would he like, kind of the recap, well, it's and I guess this is a spoiler, but uh, MFA having a plan, table talks are important. um, And then some kind of finances, if that's in personnel or a cybersecurity budget. But that's all stuff that no matter what size school you are, you can you can do you. There's action steps. You're going to listen to this guy and there are action steps you can take at your school, no matter if you're 70,000 kids or not. Yeah. Yeah. And and next week, we're going to be interviewing a couple of other guys about how to start to take what Scott's talked about and put it into action. So it's going to be a really fun series to talk about. Um, hear the experience from Scott about what Albuquerque went through uh, and then how to actually turn this into a cyber plan. And that's that's Mark's dog barking. By the way. That's my dog barking. Um, no, it, it was a great interview. Mark, I thought we said we we're going to be professional. <clears throat> I know. <sighs> We Sorry. wore our, we wore shirts tonight. I mean, <laughs> I even wore a jacket. <laughs> so I, I think the hardest, and, and this will our New Mexico listeners will appreciate this, or our Southwest listeners uh, will appreciate this. The the hard hitting. I did ask the hardest hitting, most difficult question of the evening: red or green? You will have to listen to the interview to find the answer. But I would like some of his chili. Chili. You, you just gave you just gave away the red or the green. No, I didn't. No, no. You can have red chili. You can have green chili. No, it is that I didn't. I'm just saying you gave away the punchline of of red or green. No, I didn't. What is? I don't know. Just have a listen. Have, have a listen. listen. <laughs> it's a good interview. And listen to the next two weeks. Like Mark said, we've got some uh, follow up interviews with some. Uh, pretty big people. The what it, uh, one gentleman is the board chair of COSIN, right, Mark? That's right. And then we have a couple of folks from the West Coast, from uh, pretty big districts over there that are going to join us as well. So uh, enjoy this interview with Scott Elder and come back for the next two weeks. Share us with your friends.
Before we get started with the interview, let's talk about Provision Data Solutions. You can email Ryan R at provisionds.com. Uh, Provision Data Solutions, they can help you with your wireless, your networking. Uh, they can help you with VLAN setup, DHCP, DNS, and a whole lot more. Check out Provision Data Solutions. So with us now, we have Mr. Scott Elder with us. He is the superintendent at Albuquerque Public School and our public school district. And before the show, before this recording, we kind of got into it and we asked him the question that you ask every resident of New Mexico, red or green. And Scott, your answer was? Eileen Green. Eileen Green. But you know what? There's nothing wrong with Christmas. There you There's go. There's nothing wrong with Christmas. And depending on the food, man, I'm telling you, you put red on an enchilada, you put red on huevos rancheros and your life is better for it. And what surprised me is you said put green on a on a hamburger. I I need to uh, I need to come out and and experience some. You haven't had a green meal. chili cheeseburger? No, not, oh, not Missouri. Goodness. What? We have to send you some hatch chili. <laughs> oh, I've yeah. had hatch. Yeah, I've I've roasted hatch chilies in my kitchen, and like an idiot, didn't wear gloves, and oh, my yeah. hands were on fire. As long as you don't touch your mouth or your eyes, you're okay. Yeah, or, or no. other. Parts. Yeah, yeah, you you get a nice hamburger, you put some green chili, and then you smother that in cheese. Oh, sounds awesome. Sounds I'm like pretty sure. We're, I mean, we're talking about Mexican sauces, correct? Yeah, we're yeah. talking about okay. chilies. Yeah, yeah, chilies. Okay. My yeah. local Mexican restaurant, they melt American cheese. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> like I'm Scott, pretty. You were you were pretty confident. You're talking to two people from Missouri and one person from Boston. So this whole like spice category, we probably should cut this bit short. Yeah, my cheese is American. Okay. <laughs> you haven't okay. lived you had a good New Mexico chili. Okay. So I think I think that's an invitation. The podcast is coming out to see Scott and we're gonna we're gonna make a tour of of eating very good Mexican food. I'm in. We eat well. Just All like right, I so come out there and eat your stuff too. So I like, I love hey. the South. I love the East Coast. Hey man, I love the food. So I'm with you guys. Toasted ravioli here here in Missouri, man. Oh uh, yeah. So, so let's let's get into it. and barbecue. I mean, I I can make some mean pulled pork. Let's get into it. We we have you on here um, to talk about. Um, well, give us a little bit of background first. Let's let's start with the background of Albuquerque Public Schools. Um, how big you guys are, demographics of the of the district, free introduced lunch percentage, maybe, sure. and and your history with the district. Sure. So Albuquerque Public Schools, depending on the day, is either the 34th to the 37th largest school district in the country. We have 73,000 students. Um, I would say that we're a minority majority. Uh, Hispanic is obviously the largest. We have also a sizable Native American population. Um, and then we have a lot of other population, African-American. Uh, we have number of nationalities from across the world as we're becoming a sort of a, a resource for a lot of the Lutheran relief services as they bring in uh, students from Africa, students from the you know Afghanistan, Pakistan, those areas. Mm -hmm. So we have burgeoning populations. We're 69% free reduced lunch, um, which is, you know, tells you a lot. We have some of the highest performing schools in the state. And we have some of the lowest performing schools in the state. Uh, we're, we're trying to work and improve that as, as hard as we can. The pandemic hit us pretty hard, but I will say our first assessments coming back indicate that we did all right during the Good. pandemic. You know, obviously there's learning loss. I'm not going to pretend there wasn't, but it was not as uh, enhanced as we saw in some other districts. So, you know, I think we did a, a pretty good job and, um, and as far as me, I've been with the district since 1991. I started uh, teaching at Highland High School as an ESL teacher and a speech and debate coach. And then just kind of the path kept going up. Um, in 26, I was a principal at four schools, did 19, I did 25 years in the schools, 19 of those as a school administrator. Loved it. I had started to get an MBA. The chief operations officer passed suddenly. And the superintendent at that time didn't really want to replace him. So she said, look, would you come in as an interim? Um, and this will give you a chance as you finish your MBA to see if this is work you really like doing. And we can kind of kick the tires on you. Surprising many people, she kept me. And uh, <laughs> then they opened up the superintendency and I, I didn't apply. And then the pandemic hit and they couldn't really continue with the search process, but they needed somebody 
to run the district. So they asked me to serve as the interim. And as we started to see the first vestiges of opening schools again, they reopened the search. And I said, we can't have me. I can't leave. Um, it would just been the worst right. time to leave. So I stepped into the, I put my hat in the ring and they gave me the job. So here we are. Wow. Well, wow. So you took over superintendent right with COVID starting. I became the superintendent right with the beginning of COVID. We, and part of the rationale for that was all the work that we were doing to, re, uh, to you know, kind of go into hibernation, if you will. Yeah. Most of that was running uh, through my office or adjacent to my office as the operations officer. So a lot of, and then just trying to get things to work so that the instructional stuff could happen was, was really a lot of, a lot of the effort. Wow. That's great. So one of the things we uh, we brought you on here was because around the time, same time as COVID, you also had another serious incident in your district. And so we want to talk to a little bit about your experience with ransomware and, and what happened and, and how you led the district through that situation. So do you mind just starting to kind of give us set us the stage of, of where you were when, when this happened and, and what was going on? Sure. It was uh, January, I think say 14th of, of, of 2021. And it was a Wednesday. I remember that. And I, I got a, a call from my technology department. We were getting ready to start the day. And they said, we have a problem. And I said, oh, what's that? And they said, there's a bug in the system. Somebody's hacked us. And we're going to have to shut down some systems. And we said, okay. So school's in session. And we began to realize that they were in our student information system. And so we really had to, we had to shut down a lot. I mean, we shut down everything basically, you know, immediately it was like, shut down everything. And, uh, cause you've got to figure That's a out great impression is. of me, Mark. That's awesome. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, <laughs> All right, it's Josh, Josh always has scissors in his pocket in case he needs yeah. to cut cables. <laughs> well, you, that was sort of the vision. I'm like, do we need to unplug things? I mean, you know, what do we do here? And yeah. You know, we did when it first hit, they said, we're going to shut down these systems. I guess I, my initial thought was, well, okay, we're all right. We can, we can work through this. Um, but as it became apparent, they were in the information system. We began to talk about the ramifications of that and said, oh my gosh, we're going to have to shut down school. And so we closed school and we were closed that Thursday and Friday. We called them cyber snow days. Mm -hmm. and said we'd make them up later. And we were fortunate because that gave us the Thursday, the Friday, and the weekend. And the following Monday was the Martin Luther King holiday. Oh. So we had five days uh, with only three of them really, or two of them impacting us instructionally to sort of mm -hmm. get up to a point where we thought we could open the door safely. Was um, was a cyber snow day, was that invented because of COVID or was that something you already had? It was prior? cyber snow day because of the hack. That was what we okay. came up with. Okay. Like, okay. This is like a snow day kids. Cause we couldn't do virtual learning. Yeah. Mm -hmm. couldn't turn right. the systems on. Right. Um, we, and, and we have all the same issues. Everybody else does. Well, does this kid have access at home? And does that kid have not? And yep. Teachers right. weren't ready. You know, it wasn't like we were set to just open virtually again. I mean, we, we thought we'd gotten past that. So, um, it was interesting because I people didn't think about it, but once we really started thinking about, it, we don't know who's present because you can't take attendance. Right. And gosh, you know, what if something else happens and you have to evacuate the school? Oh, um, yeah. You don't know who belongs to anybody. You don't know, like, if somebody shows up and says, "I'm so and so's father," and maybe, and do we know if there's a restraining order in there that that we can't see? So you don't want to hand somebody over to the wrong person, yeah. um, you know, and it's not like a little kid's going to say, oh, you know, that's my dad. Sure. You know, but I'm not supposed to see him. So, um, right. Right. You know, so there was a we don't know bus routes. We don't know where our buses are. Couldn't track meals. I mean, it really all the little things that sort of make a school day function. Right. You know, you couldn't, you know, secondary school kids move from class to class. You know, you wouldn't even know where they were in the building. So it was a. We had to close. We had to close. And, how, and we're fortunate that it was only those few days. And how what, quick? Go yeah. ahead, Mark. No, I think we're going to ask the same thing. Th same thing. So you you learn on a Wednesday morning that there is there is a rogue actor in your systems. How quickly did you make the decision about Thursday to close? We were sure by noon we weren't going to be open the next day. Wow. Okay. And we were actually, actually, we may have even closed some schools early and allowed parents to come get their kids because you know, we were really weren't sure what we we're gonna how we we're gonna do it, but yeah, we we knew we weren't coming. We 
we had to be careful. We we understood that we were going to need to bring in some outside support. Yep. Um, we were pretty much in contact with the, our state public education department, whose IT team was um, helpful up to a point um, <laughs> because they're actually smaller than us. So there was only so much they could wow. offer, but they, they were offered, they were willing to offer any support they could. Um, we were in touch with the federal Bureau of investigations pretty quickly. Um, I think at some point Homeland security got involved, but I, I think they were sort of in and out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what we were, what we knew we needed to do was get uh, some sort of outside forensic audit done of, of the district. And yeah. so we had to, that, and that isn't cheap. And we were going to have to do an emergency uh, procurement and we had to move on that. And so Thursday was a day of trying to get all the pieces in place and get the, the people that we needed there. Okay. So <clears throat> let's talk about those pieces for a second. You know, one of the things that's been a hot topic recently in, in cyber is the idea of a cyber response plan or an incident response plan. Had you guys gone through that process officially to to document, okay, these are my FBI contacts. These are the Homeland contacts. Cy- these are This is my uh, cyber insurance policy information. Um, if the stuff hits the fan, I'm, I'm calling these three, four, five people right away had had you guys worked through that or tabletop that at all not enough in all honesty um yeah. we did have the cyber security but guess what we were in the process of negotiating that day you're right mm-hmm. oh. oh yeah yeah timing was everything um let's just say it shifted afterwards um <laughs> and and i'll tell you what there were maybe 20 interested vendors and at the end we had one Wow. Um, it, it, it definitely changes things. You know, it, uh, from the perspective of a superintendent, you start to worry about your bond rating. Sure. You start worrying yeah. about you know, your insurance rates and how much is this going to cost? And, and, and you have the ransom issue, you know, and that right. whole thing is sitting on top of you wondering what's going to happen. What are they going to ask for? And what do they have? Because you don't know. That's why you yeah. shut down and lock everything down and lock them in um, so that, nothing else leaves and yeah. it's, it really is a, a weird invasive feeling having never been through anything like that before you know but it's like someone's broken into your home yeah and they're still there and you don't know where they are and you don't know what they're trying to do right it's a creepy feeling and guys- we were coming to work on thursday and friday and here's all the central office saying what can we do you know and we were able to you know get some systems up so we could continue to manage our security yeah. Make sure our fire alarms are up. Make sure your 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 cameras and alarms are going so that the buildings had some semblance of, of security uh, in case something were to happen. We would know it. And, mm-hmm. and um, but it was a it was a, a wild wild forty eight hours for sure. First twenty four were very unsettling. So so that first twenty four hours is really you, you shut the district down. Just it sounds like you're just trying to like settle the dust of what's going on and how do we get everybody safely home. Yeah. The next 24 hours is who do we need to bring into the situation? Right. So that was where we started to talk about the concept of the cyber forensic, you know, the cyber forensic audit, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and we identified a, 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 a vendor who who had the skills and and the people and could scramble and be there. I think they got their. I want to say there by Friday in the afternoon. And really they dug in on Saturday, but that was a, you know, the days all kind of blended together. I think sure. for IT people, I don't think they were getting much sleep. Um, they were running not 24 hours, but the teams were definitely 24 hours. Yeah. Uh, they did, I don't, but then you know, they were, they were burning, burning it hard. How, how big is the IT department? I don't know that we've talked about that yet. Well, um, I think we have about 70 plus. I mean, it kind of depends on what you're talking about. We had a very small security team. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I didn't have a chief security information officer at that time, um, which was something we had been talking about. Our technology department had said to us, you know, we need to really look at this. We're very concerned. And we're like, yeah, we're concerned too, but we're also concerned about learning loss. We're concerned about, yeah. You know, trying to pay people where we're concerned about a lot of things. And um, yeah. 
at that time, not sh- well, I certainly as, as a superintendent, just as a person, probably didn't get exactly what the risk was. Sure. And, I and do I now. Think, I think uh, us IT people have at times have a hard time explaining that risk and not sounding like the little boy that cried wolf because, mm-hmm. you know, we hear all of these reports and we've Chris and I have cohorts here in Missouri that have had this happen and it, it scares the hell out of us and we can go and tell our bosses about it. But, you know, we keep talking about it month after month or week after week, however often those meetings happen and it, it hasn't happened yet to mm-hmm. us. So, you know, it's, yeah, I, I can understand a superintendent not understanding the real risk of that, um, just because that's the nature of the beast. Well, let me let me just again, just from my perspective, um, there's a lot of people. I mean, there's a lot of conflicting issues that, as a school district, especially as a large urban school district that we face. I mean, we were at that time, we were worried about feeding kids, clothing kids, um, keeping people healthy. We we're trying to buy more HVAC units. We're trying to put in filters everywhere. Right. Um, there was a lot going on and everybody was saying, I need, I need more resources. I need more resources. And everybody did need more resources. Sure. Of course right. we had the ESSER money. So we're like, well, okay, we can do a lot of this. And so I think what I didn't realize was that this wasn't necessarily a tech problem. And that's probably the, where I should have been more educated. I am now, this really is a systems issue. It really is everybody's concern. So when you do those little fishing trainings, you know, where you yeah. take your online training and then um, you, you sign off and I understand that needs to be something that's integrated throughout the entire system. That needs to be everybody who understands that I'm part of the problem mm-hmm. um, because it's the people that are going to do something most likely unintentionally. I don't really like this one is not a bad, this was not somebody in the district going <laughs> or some kid in the right. closet trying to right. hack and change a grade. Um, this was a very sophisticated attack. And we, that in my message to the public was, cause I think everybody wants to, you know, what'd you do wrong? What didn't you do? Right. Right. We did everything right. We didn't do anything wrong. We yeah. were attacked, you know, yeah. and we're a school district and we're being attacked daily by national and international entities. And the idea that there are governments out there that are funding these sort of attacks and we're a school district. Yeah. We're, we're not prepared to handle that. We're, and nobody nationally was really, I mean, they were talking about it because you had other cases like Baltimore, yeah. and Miami-Dade. And, and of course, most recently we've had LA Unified that's got everybody's attention, but um there was a lot of things the way it happened that looking back, I'm like, oh, gosh, you know, now I see how this could have. And I don't think we could have prevented it, really. But I think I know how we could have helped prevent it. Sure. Mm-hmm. Certainly do made it know, harder. Do you know how long they were in your network before they hit the button? to? Enter? Very, very briefly. So one of the really? things I've learned is that they got in sometime overnight and our people started noticing something weird, I think, by five in the morning. And so I can't remember exactly when I got the call, but it wasn't terribly late in the day. It was before wow. noon. Um, and, I'm sorry. Some of the some of the folks here in Missouri that have had this happen, um, I, I'm I'm thinking of two districts off the top of my head in the last 18 months. Um, they were both told the the actors were in their network for four months, just kind of inventorying things, spreading laterally before they hit the button to encrypt things. Um, and that, I don't, I don't know what's worse, you know, that, that knowing, knowing that somebody's in your network, just kind of poking around laying low for four months or they got in and hit, I mean, both the outcomes are horrible. They're, right. you know, realistically, they're the same outcome. Um, yeah, wow. we're getting into some funny territory with me and what I can say. Sure, 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 um, sure, sure. But what I'll say is the attacks come at times when we're at our weakest, Right. It happens overnight or it happens on a holiday weekend or it happens and you've got a skeleton crew and yeah. you're really relying on the systems. And, and maybe, you know, maybe they had been there for a little while, but yeah. it seemed to yeah. us that we caught them fairly quickly um, because things started acting. Do 
things started happening oddly in, in the in the in the in the information system and somebody spotted it and said and dinged it um the next thing you knew we were locked down so do you have a 24 so, 7 crew or no I think we have people that monitor it 24-7, but I I think the how many on the late graveyard shift, I think, Mm -hmm. is pretty limited. And and that's what's frightening me more than anything right now is right now you have a third of my IT department in this call right now. Like I have three people (laughs) in my department. (laughs) Um, So you have 70 and an overnight crew and and you were able to spot it that quick. You know, that that's what's frightening to me. But when I say I have 70, remember, a lot of those are like school level technicians. They go sure, out and sure, work on right, things. I mean, right. yeah. It, and, and actually, I think we're <laughs> I think we have FTE for around 70, whether those positions are filled, I think well, is, is probably. And and I'm shrinking because I have the exact same problem everybody else has. Yeah. The, the private industry pays so much better. And right. what's happening, of course, is our IT departments are under so much pressure now because we sort of shifted to all of a sudden we're one-on-one. We weren't prepared to be one-on-one when the pandemic hit and we came up with a clever solution and basically stripped every computer lab, you know, in the schools that we could. And we're pulling iPads out from under teachers' desks and, you know, going into closets and finding, Oh, look, it's an old Mac. Turn it on. And somehow (laughs) we managed to, you know, get a device in every kid's hand. But so now they don't want to walk away from that. They've got a lot of content online. They've got a lot of stuff in the cloud. They want to be able to use it. So we're like, oh, now we're a one-to-one district. Yeah. Why well, I didn't boost my 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 buys for that. I didn't boost the staff for that. Um, and it's it's you know the help desk suddenly became <laughs> you know, a real issue. Um, and and so here's our little teeny security department. And they were telling me, we need more help in here. And I think we were just very fortunate that they were paying attention. Well, you you also, you have a great CIO, uh, Dr. Richard Bowman. Uh, fantastic, fantastic CIO. Um, I've seen a presentation by him before. Extremely impressive guy. So he's he's handling your tech. You now need to turn your attention to handle the community. And, and so would you mind talking maybe the first 24, 48 hours what was the reaction from the community, from families and students and, and teachers? Well, I think it was a little mixed. And I'll, I'll tell you, of course, from the students, it was hooray. Um, but, um, you know, and, and maybe even some of the teachers, but the parents, <laughs> the parents had a whole different opinion on it. Um, the, the one of the things as a superintendent is you want to tell people what's going on. You want to educate them and, and let this exactly what's happening. Here are the steps we're taking to mitigating it. But I'm being told by the FBI, no, 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 don't, don't tell the, cause they're watching you. They're watching what you're saying. They want you to give them information. They want you to say, oh, we've hired this company and here's hmm. how they're addressing it. Uh, you know what I mean? You don't tell them that. Wow. So one of the things I really think was important was that we reminded people again, like I said earlier, this was not an error. This was not something that we did. We didn't open the door. Somebody attacked us. And I think what sort of helped us at the same time was our county government had been shut down for, I think, a couple of weeks at that point from a similar cyber attack. Wow. So they, the public had the concept of cyber attacks are real because they're all trying to pay their water bill and they couldn't pay the water bill. <laughs> wow. Over, right. So when we said, oh, we're under attack too, it wasn't something they hadn't heard. Um we gave as much as we could. We we said, look, and we were honest. We, you know, Rich, Doctor Bowman, you're right. He's he's good, and he said he kind of, he kind of, you know, we're we're hopeful we can be open on Friday, Scott, but don't count on it. Mm-hmm. And he said it's really unlikely because I'm really hoping we're open next week. And and, and he's a superintendent. You think, okay. You know, it's like malware. You just push the little malware button. Your system cycle just pushes the button. <laughs> go. Yeah, the easy. <laughs> I kept thinking, why? Button. Why yeah. can't we just kill it? He's like, we don't even know where it is. We don't know what. Wow. It is. And I'm, oh, 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 this is serious. You know, and so we just we got out front. We talked as much as we could. And I will, I will say that when parents were were frustrated because like, why can't you just take attendance on paper? Um, we we don't have attendance slips anymore. Yeah. You know, every system is is really moved 
to online. And it, it really the whole schedule thing, where is, you know, I'd like to pick my child up. <laughs> where do you think he is? <laughs> we're not sure you know where he is because we yeah. sure don't yeah we don't and who are you and can you prove it well okay. you look yeah. like him i guess you must be a relative <laughs> so it really you know it was it was just crazy and and there were public members who said why can't you teach you can't teach without your fancy computers i'm like that's not the issue right. yeah. teachers would have been fine you know yeah. the teachers could have you know done lessons done activities um but Again, it came down to student safety. I couldn't guarantee they weren't in the dang fire alarms and could set fire alarms off, you know, yeah. or turn cameras off. Yeah. So, I didn't know. So until you you know, you're not going to put your kids at risk. You're not going to put your staff at risk. So and, you, you had ex- external folks in there and, and it sounds yeah. like law enforcement and, and private sector technology folks. So were we you, a you company come in and they started a, a very in-depth forensic audit of of all our systems and as they begin to clear systems and say there's nothing here they would turn those systems back on we prioritized obviously the security and the safety systems first we had to be you have to have right sure okay so so it sounds like there's there's a war room and you've got various different folks some a lot of people from within albuquerque public schools and a lot of people from without and so as you're going to speak to the public as you're going to speak to your board are you going through decisions as a team? Are you consulting with them? Like I'm, I'm trying to understand, like what's the decision point like with you where you're probably used to calling the shots and all of a sudden you've got a stranger sitting in your office saying, don't say that. Yeah. Um, yeah. We clear, we cleared everything through um, these people before we, we, we would write statements and then we'd show it to them and they'd send it back and red lines um, and with wow. suggestions usually. Um, and you're right. I'm used, you know, I'm used to calling the shots, but one of the things I've learned as a superintendent is I don't know everything. The, the, the higher up I get, it seems the least I know. And, um, <laughs> I really do rely on people like Dr. Bowman and, and those people to say, here's what's happening. Um, it, it was kind of funny. We were in the process of building a new data center too. So all my, oh my tech department was stashed over in these portables that we weren't using in an elementary school. And uh, so you go over here, you know, it's this kind of weird setup, but a lot of bustling activity and a lot of very tired people when I come down and check on them. And um, mm-hmm. I, my, I, part of my job, I went down to check them and tell them I appreciated them and, 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 you know, thank you for what you're doing. But also I, 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 most of them I tried to stay away from them because what they didn't need was me down there saying, well, why can't you just open sure. the darn schools? You know, I'm <laughs> under a lot of pressure. The mayor called me <laughs> and um, I need to get these schools open. And it just, a lot of it was me sitting and doing interviews and saying, look, we are doing the best we can. We were attacked. And mm-hmm. that message resonated. People kind of understood. And of course, then it became, you know, was well, it a foreign government? And, that's stuff that we won't really talk about, but yeah. um, the reality is we rebuff in our, you know, our, our firewalls, we buff foreign attacks yeah. daily. I, I yeah. think every one of us does. Like mm-hmm. I've, I've had to have that conversation this summer. Our, our temperature monitors were, were being hit from an outside entity. Um, it's, it's just the reality of what it is. And I, you know, to, to that point, my superintendent understands that. But we've had to have conversations with faculty about, you know, yes, some of the things that we've had to put in place are painful. They're annoying. They seem like hoops to jump through. But there is there is a very valid reason why we're putting those things in place. And I think explaining that can be a hurdle at time to faculty. So how how did your faculty take this? You know, were they taking it in stride? I know they were excited about a cyber snow day, but the longer those cyber snow days go on, were they understanding with the ID department? Were they, were they kind of towing the same line of this is really nobody's fault. You were attacked. Um, how was that conversation? You know, we had put in just recently before that multi-factor authentication, right? Oh, you did it before. Don't tell me that I was, I was taking an MFA at multi-factor as the, as the same. But you know, they were fighting the hell out of that. Really? Right? Now they're not. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No, we're good with it now. I, I remember yeah. I thought, oh, this is a hassle. Now I'm like, oh, I love that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Send the code to my phone. I don't care. Woohoo. 
<laughs> Can't get into my systems. <laughs> um, no, I'm very happy with that. And the, it, no, the, the, the teachers were really were really pretty good. And the union did a nice job of putting stuff out and saying we're we're, we're not comfortable sending our people into schools that might not be safe. Right. Now, now again, I, I'm telling you, we were fortunate that we had that three days. And then when we opened on that Tuesday, we were limping. We were, we were going to be doing some paperwork, but we had enough systems up that we knew where kids were and we knew the security alarms were working. And we figured we had enough workarounds. We had built workarounds. That was our, you know, our student information system and our principals and our, our administrative associate superintendents working to figure out what are workarounds to make us able to open you know, mm-hmm. food services are trying to figure out how they could figure out how many meals to send to each school. And uh, we got, you know, we got there and we got the bus routes that we could, we knew, we knew we could run. We knew what they were. Um, and then in the middle of the day, we really were pretty much able to turn most of most everything back on. And we only ended up losing, a, I think a day or two of, of data um, because Fantastic. we had our backups. I, yeah. that, I mean, to no, me, that'd be huge. like, it was huge. Job so we like, done. how many, how many weeks are we going to lose it now? Had that stretched out over a long period of time, uh, I think people would have gotten frustrated. And sure. where it'd be frustrating was because they were, I mean, we did have, we had some people write us, so I can't get in my grade book. I, mean, I was going to do some grading. Yeah, your grade book's electronic, right? <laughs> You're in the system. The system is closed. And so, but for the majority of people, Really, they were really, it was, it was, it was pretty good. People were glad to go back. Yeah. We want to talk about extreme networks. Uh, You can reach out to Dominic Mayer. I'll put his email in the podcast description. Uh, And also there's uh, this Jefferson college. It's a college in Missouri. Uh, They have a success story with extreme networks. So there's a video uh, that was made uh, for them to talk about extreme networks. So check out extreme networks. Okay. Did did you have any problems with the media? I know you you know you were probably the spokesperson for the district and all of this and 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 um led those press conferences. Did the media try to get to Dr. Bowman or any of your IT staff or any staff members and try and get a different story or an unofficial story during no, this process? We, we didn't we didn't open the, the we didn't open our IT staff to interviews mostly because they were too damn busy. Sure. They, and that's what we told them. I'm sorry. They, they can't talk to you. They're, they're, they're trying to solve this problem and they're working right. and they were tired. They were really tired. They were working. Like I said, these were very long days. These people were putting in um, yeah. for an extended period of time. And, and it didn't end at the end of the day five for them. They had to keep, you know, putting in these ridiculous hours for a while. They, they were really wiped out. Um, you know, the media is out there to sell newspapers and to get you to watch the news. So, yeah, they were kind of bulldogging it because it was news, right? Right. Yeah, right. And if they can blame somebody or if they can, you know, find the culprit, if they can get me to say we were attacked by, you know, this foreign agency and it, that's exciting. Um, yeah. Yeah. But we tried very hard to follow the direction we were giving and and just keep reminding people, look, we're doing the best we can. We're going to work through this. We're going to resolve it. We're hoping to be open on Tuesday. You know, and when by Monday we had a plan for the workaround, we were able to go out and even on the holiday and say, okay, the schools will open. That Tuesday we did a press conference and it, it by that point we were open. It wasn't that interesting anymore. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So how, how often were you uh, convening the group uh, for status updates, but also to make decisions? That group met, I think, I didn't meet with them very often, okay? I allowed Dr. Bowman to do that, and then he would report to me. So I would get status reports from Dr. Bowman uh, every four to six hours, maybe. Mm -hmm. Um, But I tried not to – what was I going to do? You know, like I said, you guys are joking me. What do you do? You could unplug something, cut wires. You know, I don't even know if you want me doing that. So, you know, I could make sure what my job was to do was to make sure they had food, make sure they had drink, make sure that the air conditioning and the heating and cooling worked yeah, uh, so that they were comfortable um, down there in that little dingy portable they were working in. And um, and, th- and that was really my role. Um, 
what I needed was just information so that I knew what I could say when mm-hmm. I could say it. Sure. And so we okay. told the media, look, we're not, we're not going to come to you every 10 minutes with an update. Mm-hmm. Um, we will tell you when we have something to tell you. And, and you know, so, so you, you, you've got your CIO, Richard Roman is, is providing you with information in exchange. You're sending over pizza and soda. Okay. <laughs> and <laughs> you know, in exchange, you're, you're, you're getting updates from the CIO of, of where we are. You know, ultimately someone's got to make the decision of when you're ready to open the school. So did you have metrics that you had to meet or you're saying, if we can get this, this, so, this and up, then we're ready to go. So let me, let me be clear. So Dr. Bowman was hit dealing with the cyber attack and the issues of the technology. Mm-hmm. The rest of us were dealing with, okay, how do we open if we don't have it? So everybody else, we weren't just sitting around going, well, day off, you know, let's go to yeah. lunch. More donuts for me. <laughs> um, it was. We'll bring the IT leftover pizza. Yeah, first. yeah. We, we, yeah we, let's eat the pizza first, then we'll take what's left. Um, no, we um, we were we were trying to figure out how to do it. How do we go back to a time when you didn't have these systems, and how do you make that work? And so, um, we and we our school principals were working. On, on site, trying to figure out how they could make it. How do I, okay, do the parents know the pickup drop-off? And what am I going to do if somebody comes in to register? You know, what am I going to do if somebody comes in to drop their kid out? You know, say, I'm going to move them to another school. Ooh, because mm-hmm. that, yeah, yeah we're, we're an urban district, right? People yeah. transfer all the time. You yeah. Know, how do you do that? You know, and um, so we were trying to address those issues so that by the time we got around to it on Tuesday, we, we had some, we had a way of making it work. And then as, as systems were released to us, like the busing and, um, you know, some framework for instruction, uh, you know, they could get in their grade books. Okay. Things really started to get easier because at one point we're like, look, we're just going to open the doors. We're going to do the best. We, we, we were fully prepared to print 73,000, you know, schedules, if that's what it was going to take. Yeah. And drive them around to the schools. We had a little fleet of our all our male guys were ready to go, and um, you know we we could do it. Uh, it ended up not having to happen that way, but um, we, that's were, what we were working on. So when you say it's not like we were just sitting around waiting to, to meet to be told what we could say, or you know we were trying to figure out a way to make this work without those systems. Okay, it, it just it's almost like you're you're back at that you know first the first or second day of school every year is get them there, get them fed, get them home. It, it's almost like you're back in that mentality, but it's the middle of January, right? Like if we can, if we can get them here and know, know that they're here and we can give them a lunch and feed them and then get them home. Let's consider that a success. Yeah, you're right. We were, I was a little hopeful they might learn something in there too, but um... <laughs> You know, but we had gone through so much with the pandemic and the kids being home. Honestly, there was a little, I don't want to say PTSD because I don't know it was that severe, but it was a little sense of, oh, we're, we're, we're locked up again. Right. Well, no, you're not because sure. you can go out and play and, and have fun with your friends. But uh, we really didn't want to stay home very long. So it, it was, how do we get these kids back? Because we were, you know, the same thing after the pandemic, we experienced all the issues with behavior, all the issues with kids trying to reach, you know, figure out how to go to school, how to be around each other. Yeah. It was really, really hard. And we were just kind of working through that in January. And to have this happen was a few steps back. Sure. Um, and I think a lot of kids were afraid, oh, they're not going to bring us back. What is this? And um, there was actually, there was some conspiracy theorists that thought, you know, because we're having a little COVID wave at that time, right? Mm. Because it was January, oh, and yeah, uh, right. So there were, oh, sure, mighty convenient that you get to send everybody home for five days. And it was like, well, uh, you're right, it really was, but I uh, really it wasn't planned, but th- that did come yeah. up. That was one of the things that people wow. thought we were doing. And you know, what do you do? You you just tell the truth and you move forward, and and um, and and it worked out. So ultimately. so. After the fact and all this is you're 
unpacking and i'm sure this process is long you know you're able to start school that next week but your it department and and even the superintendent's office the 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 debrief on this process i'm sure is long and exhaustive between the fbi and the insurance departments um what are some lessons that you guys learned in all of this either from preparation something that needed to be changed policy-wise, procedure-wise. Um, what are the big takeaways for you? Well, MFA suddenly became not, you know, you will have it. Yeah. Um, two, we needed a chief information security officer. Hmm. And so we, we got that going. We were a district, we are a district with declining enrollment. Um, we got punked by the pandemic and lost a ton of kids. We were facing two years of budget cuts rolled up into one. We'd used ESSER funds to keep us open. We were in the process of downsizing our staffs and we were cutting departments. Um, Guess who didn't get cut? (laughs) Um, And and we're like, we actually need to add here. And so we realized that, that we taught, I mean, we didn't cut the school police. We didn't cut our, you know, our safety funding. Um, And we'd had, this same, you know, we'd had issues with violence in the schools. And, and um, so we realized that technology was security as well, and that we needed to, to really have that. Uh, the need to have some sort of, I think, governance committee that is cross-departmental, that this is not just a technology issue that all of us have to recognize hmm. our role in keeping our information secure. And being, and, and, you know, I mean, I still get, you know, the emails that ask me to, you know, send them a few gift cards, you know. Oh, and, sure. You know, right. And um, they ask, so now our, our IT department sends out the phishing uh, tests. And if yeah. you, if you actually respond to it, you get the aha, got you. Yeah. Um, it's really embarrassing when you're the superintendent who's been through a cyber attack and you have to admit they got me once. Oh, <laughs> oh. Was it was it a, a really good one. I was going to say, was it a good one? I mean, we, yeah, we it wasn't, understand. it wasn't a Nigerian prince trying to say it was, it was one of my people saying, Hey, you just got to update your information. Just click this button. I was like, oh, oh no. The signature look good. I'm like, Oh sure. Click stupid. So <laughs> somebody, so somebody in the IT department had to tell Richard Bowman, like you're going to go need to talk to, Oh, I think the whole IT department wanted desperately to come up and talk. <laughs> I know all the security team was just laughing and enjoying. Oh, we get to tell the superintendent. We got him. We got him. I think they were thrilled. I wasn't thrilled. Um, it's really embarrassing. And, and then I talk to people like you and tell the story. And that, so I'm spreading the joy. But so, you know, but, uh, right. but that stuff's important because yeah. you get, you know, it's a moment of weakness. You're tired. You're thinking about something else. Oh, I know that name. The signature looks good. It's not, you know, how you, sometimes you get some and they misspell the words. Sure. You know, sure. My guys don't misspell the words. They're, they're, they're good. And they're, <laughs> they're mean. Careful. They're no, mean. They're good. And they're, and it's absolutely the right thing to do. And it, it is. Yeah. They need to be mean. Good for them. I mean, I, I was embarrassed, but I was actually glad because I even remember thinking this could be, Oh no. <laughs> oh geez. Oh, geez. and they were, Oh yeah. The, I, when Richard came to the door with that smile, I knew, Oh brother. And like I said, there was a, I'm sure there was a group of tech guys right behind him, just desperate to run through the door and go, gotcha. So did you buy him pizza? Did you say, good job? Here's, here's some. No, pizza. I did not buy them pizza. I didn't take him out for green chili cheeseburger. I <laughs> <laughs> good throwback. And a lot. Good, good throwback. Yeah. Oh, I'll remember that next time they catch me. Oh, look, if you'd stop sending me these, I'll buy you something to eat. But, uh... <laughs> so, uh, you know, one of the things we, we're going to be talking over the next two weeks with uh, some other CIOs uh, around how to prepare. And so, you know, and so as we start to close up this conversation here, as, as the superintendent, what are some lessons that that districts should start to take from this experience? I will tell you that one, you really need to do the tabletop practices. You need to run through it. You need to have an emergency response plan in place. Um, we were fortunate in that we had. So you asked earlier, did we have, you know, specific contacts? Yeah, we yeah. We had general contacts. This is who you reach out to, but we didn't have it all laid out. We do now. Um, we did hire a CI, 
a CIO, a security officer. Um, and I think for superintendents, when I presented on this to other superintendents, we are so stretched on our budgets sure. and we are really weighing in on some, you know, you're, you're not picking between good and bad. You're picking mm-hmm. between this is pretty good and this is pretty good. I need right. to, which one yeah. am I going to do? Yeah. As a superintendent, you need to bring your board in and your board has to understand the importance of cybersecurity because they have things that, that, one, they're not really talking to the tech department. They're hearing from teachers, they're hearing from community sure. members, they're hearing from mm-hmm. parents. So they're going to sort of naturally lean towards those things because they've got a constituency. We've got to make sure they understand why we're doing this. So, you know, for us this past year, when we cut everybody else in the district, but a few departments, including technology, you know, one of them said, well, what's this? Why are you increasing technology? And basically the other six (laughs) looked at that person and said, cyber attack. Oh, of course, you know, but if you don't have that, if you don't yeah. have that, that's something the superintendent has to take responsibility for to bring those people along to help them understand the, the importance of that funding. You're not going to be able to do everything. You know, I mean, I still have Richard still asking me for, for money for things. And I've had to say, I can't, we just can't yeah. because I can't stop doing everything else. You know, instruction right. still has to be the core of what we do. Safety is still a big deal. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, you just can't shut down certain systems, but we are, recognizing that even though we've, we're a comprehensive school district, just like everybody else, we want to do a lot for kids. Unless something miraculous happens with education funding, we're not going to be able to do that. And we can't ignore technology. And when we talk about technology, we're not just talking about buying the shiny devices. It's not the newest bells and whistles. It really is the infrastructure, the people, and the software that's behind that, that a lot of people don't see, a lot of people don't realize is there, but we have to have. Yeah. yeah. Do you, and that's okay, on the so superintendent to explain. So this is kind of a weird question. Look, Looking back on... Well, that's a shock. You've asked so many normal ones so far. But... <laughs> what was the opener? Red yeah. or green? Red or green. Yeah. <laughs> but that made sense to me. Colts, the rest of the nation is going to go, what did he ask him? But for hey, me, New Mexico, it makes sense. My buddy Mike will appreciate that. That's all we do this for, right? So look, looking back on on this, you know, couple-week hellacious event, um, you know, looking with vision is 2020, hindsight is 2020, right? Would you have done anything different during the event do you have any regret on how you handled something you you would have done something differently um you know yeah i I, yes in that i wish we'd had the vendor set up ahead of time i wish we'd have a plan in place so that the vendor had some familiarity with our systems prior and so that when they come in it's a smoother transition these guys were great and i think our tech department did a really really brilliant job of getting them up to date but I wish we had set some things up ahead of time um, uh, in that. And, and I, and again, we, I think it just would have been smoother. I think sure. there were some steps that could have been smoother. I'm not at all unhappy with the way it turned out. I'm not at all because the, the ransom request did come in and we were able to determine that we didn't have to pay it. Awesome. And so we did not. That's great. Awesome. Um, and actually, you know, one of the things the state of New Mexico is now considering put a piece of legislation that says we can't pay a ransom. Attack, yeah. yeah. Which I'm not sure I think is a great idea um, because, you know, they're saying, well, if we if you're not allowed, then they won't ask. And I'm like, they'll still uh, ask. OK, yeah. until they get something. You yeah. Know? But they'll still ask. Yeah, they'll still ask. Yeah. So but uh, that would probably be, be have having had more practice, more training and. I wish I had understood what exactly the risk was on a, a bigger scale. And that's what I've enjoyed about these opportunities to speak to other superintendents and, and just say, you know, we worry about school shootings. We worry about, you know, pandemics. We worry about education. This is just one more thing that really is a problem. And as more school districts get attacked, I really hope that the, the federal level gets involved yeah. Because we're just school districts. We're not prepared for some of the sophistication and some of the, the 
quite frankly, ferocity of some of these attacks. So well, and you, you said it earlier, your, your IT department is competing with, with the business world that can sometimes mm-hmm. pay double than, than what a school district's paying. So it's That's, not yeah. fair to expect a school district to be able to keep up with these type of attacks. As long as it's publicly funded and, you know, I mean, we've got some incredibly dedicated people who really believe they're making a difference for kids and they're willing to do it. But that gets a point, it gets ridiculous. Sure. And you're like, look, you're killing me with hours, you're killing me with pressure and you're not paying me squat. Yeah, there's a pension at the end of it, but come on. And we as as a, the state government certainly needs to recognize that. And I've been yodeling about that now for a year because I keep reminding them when we talk about raises in education, it inevitably means the teachers and, and the school administrators, which God bless them, they deserve it, not complaining at all. But there's a cadre of people that exist behind the scenes at those central offices that really need to be paid as well. Yeah. We have to have HR, we have to have payroll, and we have to have technicians that can keep us safe. Yeah. Are, are you able to say what your ransom was, what the request was, or no? It was in the millions. Oh. Oh. But you didn't pay it. But you didn't pay it. But you didn't pay it. And that's awesome. Yeah, we didn't. But I I don't know what we would have done if if we we had been in a situation where we would have. Because I don't know where that money would have come from. Wow. Uh, Well, go go ahead, Josh. Uh, So, and again, if you can't answer, fine. Did you guys have a cyber policy, a cyber insurance policy? Yes. Okay. All right. Go ahead, Mark. Try to no. I, like I, I said, the rates have gone up significantly. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've heard yeah, double if not triple. Yeah. Well, it sounds like both rates and options have have dramatically options changed. Options are much limited, and yeah. rates are up. Yeah. yeah. Um. So we're at about time, but next week we're going to be interviewing um Tom Ryan and Lenny Shad. Uh, now, if if this is your opportunity, now I know Tom Ryan was the former CIO of Albuquerque. So if you want to throw him under the bus and blame him for all of this, you're you're more than welcome to do that. Do it. <laughs> no, Tom Ryan did a great job for us. He's a mountain of a man, and I like my arms attached to my body. So um, no, he, you know what? And again, I don't think. I'm not pointing fingers at anybody on this one. Sure. Yeah. I'll, say, yeah. I'll tell you what I told me. We were attacked. Yeah. I, yeah. You know, they are working as hard as they can to break through the systems we have in place. Technology is not perfect. Human beings certainly aren't perfect. Yeah. I don't think we did anything wrong. I'm yeah. not blaming anybody. Yeah. So. You no. Actually- and you, you have, you have the right folks at the helm in the technology department. Uh, Dr. Bowen is fantastic. And you sound like you've great got a great people. team. Uh, and a lot of people there. They're really, really solid they do a tremendous job. They work incredibly hard. I'm, I don't have an issue with any of that. Yeah, and 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 I can say to to hear your response as well, the support you gave the technology folks yeah. to the, it, it just sounds like it's fan, a fantastic job from the leadership at Albuquerque Public Schools. So, well, you know, the worst you. thing you can do is blame somebody. I think sure. now if they're really to blame, okay, well, we'll pull them out back and we'll deal with that. But I'm not going to come out <laughs> publicly roast somebody. Um, yeah. Yeah, that you, I I need look. My people work hard. They want to. I want them to know they're appreciated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Thank you. Managed Methods, a proud sponsor of the K twelve Tech Talk podcast. Uh, they recently hosted a panel discussion on cybersecurity uh, and the future of learning. Uh, I'm going to put uh, a link to that in the podcast description. That's a uh, on demand recording, so you can check that out. Also, they sent us over a. K-12 ransomware uh, security success kit. Uh, They can help you with your uh, cybersecurity. So I'm going to put that in the uh, podcast description as well. Check out Manage Methods. We we really appreciate your time, Mark. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Go right ahead, John. We we really appreciate your time tonight and your candor, uh, Mr. Elder. This was awesome. We had a really, really good time. Um, I'm hope you're, I hope you're able to go out and have a green chili cheeseburger after this is over. Well, actually I'm going out with the vendor. No. Oh, 
<laughs> no, I'm having dinner with the. You know, I'm going out with the superintendent from Silver City here. I think we're going to have a really nice dinner, and maybe it will be a green chili cheeseburger. I hate maybe I'll that just sounds smother amazing. something. It doesn't sound food. real. I don't know. It, it sounds awesome. I think all right, it, you, all right. you should email. I, we've emailed back and forth. You know, we sent the calendar invite. Send take a picture of a green chili cheeseburger and send it to us. Oh, I will. All right, I will, and I'm gonna do better. I'm gonna okay. do better. You guys see Tom, right? Yeah. Next week, yeah. Oh, he's he's bringing you chili. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna send you some authentic, delicious chili, and you can make your own green chili cheeseburger. That sounds amazing. I think we just need to go to Albuquerque for a visit. We need to meet a Dr. chili cook-off. Yeah, I do we, have a pretty good chili recipe myself. It's this not. This is not keep... Texas chili, Jack. <laughs> this is good stuff. We're, we're not talking something you put on your hot dog. All right. This is this is chili, my, man. This my is bad. Stuff. <laughs> so up here in uh, uh up in Boston, uh, we've got this hot sauce. Uh, it's called sriracha. Uh, you're welcome to come over to Boston and try it. We out. have yeah, sriracha. Everybody has sriracha. Find sriracha in New Where do you think I live? We're the Listen, wild, I, wild west, but come on. We're not I have the, nothing I, I, I have nothing to offer to the spice conversation <laughs> in New England. There's nothing. You're gonna oh, love green chili. You're gonna love it. I love <laughs> it. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Scott, we appreciate your time. Thanks for joining us tonight. Thank you very much, gentlemen. Have a good one. Thank Thanks. you.